Happy New Year, everyone. We are back. Uh, this is The Devil You Don't Know, the podcast that explores the cultural and historical relevance of the devil. And I said that backward. <laughs> you had it in the context. It was a good start. Yeah. You guys, right. we are so deliriously tired. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. We are back. I'm Dawn Early, and I'm joined here with Emily and Jeremy, and this is the Devil You Don't Know podcast. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Hello. Happy New Happy Year New to year. you. Good to well, see you both again. Yeah, yeah, you too. Yeah, likewise. So uh, I sat down with a guest. So one of the things when I started was setting up this podcast and I was like, man, I really would like to get some interviews. And how do I do that? How do I get interviews with people that I don't even know that I want to interview, you know? Yeah. And so I found a, you know, a quick Google search and I found this uh, site called matchmaker.com, which sounds like a dating site, but yes. it is yes. not. <laughs> um, Are you sure though? Right. <sighs> Uh, maybe I, I don't have it entirely 100%, but it's definitely matchmaker or something. Um, and so I signed up for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matchmaker.fm. Oh, that makes more sense then. Okay. Yeah. So, right. and it's it's specifically to, uh, you know, get guests for podcasts. And, you know, you can volunteer to be a guest or you can, you know, say this is what I'm looking for and people can respond. I've gotten a couple of... Uh, things from that. One of the folks that uh, responded that had just really fascinating things to say was this guy named Wajid Hassan. And he's written a book and he just had a lot of things to talk about, about certain truths or that are now being um, made real or made uh, conscious with humanity. I'm saying that wrong. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to let him you know, speak for himself, but uh, really interesting stuff. But the one thing that caught my eye the most, he said, I definitely have things to say about the devil and, uh, you know, the forces of evil. And I think that, you know, there are certain truths that are being made available that your, your listeners uh, will want to know about. And I'm like, great. I don't know anything about any of that. So... <laughs> <laughs> He is a comedian. He is an actor uh, as well as a humanitarian. So if you go to his website, uh, which we'll post in the show links, uh, he's got a reel and stuff, and you may have actually seen him on a, a couple of things. So kind of cool there. Yeah. So, cool. This guy has some incredible things, concepts, uh, what he calls truths. Um, uh just the context that he puts this stuff in is something that blows my mind. I never heard any of this and, uh, you know, anything like this before. And he, well, I'm not going to spoil it. There's some, there's some great stuff here. So, uh, let's have a listen. <laughs> I love the look on your guys. I just, face. <laughs> I, you're, the, the vague concepts of what it's going to be. And like the idea that it's so uh, out there from the things that we have already been looking at and studying has me very interested. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to hear this. <clears throat> this is cool. So, but w before we play, I do want you to listen and, and see if you can apply any of the, of the things that we have already learned and see if there's any connections that you can make. 
Okay. I found some, so <laughs> okay. I'd be interested okay. to see what you found. Yeah. And here we go. Sounds good. Hi, everyone. Our guest today is Wajid Hassan, the author of the book, The Struggle for World Sanity. He is an actor, comedian, humanitarian, hiker, healer, and public speaker. And he joins us today to talk about his insights on the devil and the nature of good and evil. So welcome. Thank you, Don, for having me on your podcast. It's a real pleasure. Let's start off by why did you want to be on the show and what ideas came forth that you thought, oh man, these these folks need to know about this? Well, they, they weren't not so much as ideas, but uh, certain truths that I've learned mm. um, uh, from my own yogi master, uh, Dr. George King, who passed away in 1997. And so, um, you know, I believe these these are very critical times on planet Earth right now. And it's very fascinating that you bring up the subject of the devil, um, because there is, I still believe there is a battle uh, between good and evil that's, that's occurring, uh, not only on this realm, but also on realms that we are not aware of. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, I, I can, based on uh, the experiences that my yogi master uh, experienced himself, um, I can relate to your listeners uh, more uh, information about the devil, which or Satan or Bilzebub or Shatan or whoever, whatever names that he, it or she may have. These are, I think, truth is stranger than fiction. And um, I believe that um, these are the times where a lot of the truth, which has been hidden from mankind, is being revealed in such a way that mankind is, is getting more and more enlightened. Mm. And so um, the true history of mankind is, has been revealed by my yogi master, plus aspects of um, uh, Satan and and. We're one of the, you know, his organization, the Ethereum Society, is one of the few organizations that can say that Satan is now dead. Hmm. Well, let's, I'm going to pause you because I think just to establish a little bit of context, because I don't know, what do you mean by, you said it a few times, Yogi Master, what is the, what is the, the discipline? Uh, can you describe what, uh, a little, give us a little bit of context of where you're coming from? Uh, well, you know, a yogi master, usually people refer to as somebody in the Himalayas or usually of Indian descent who spends time in a cave in uh, deep meditation, uh, gaining enlightenment and and uh, gaining cosmic truth. Um, in contrast, my, my own yogi master was an Englishman who was actually uh, born in, uh, in England, in Shropshire, and uh, at an early early age uh he he was very psychic even then and he mm -hmm. got into spiritual healing and his his um, grandmother was a psychic and a medium and then later on uh you know as a young man he, um he was a conscientious objector not that he was a, a fearful man but during world war ii instead of going to fight at the front he he decided to join the uh, uh the london fire brigade and was a section leader in the London Fire Brigade and was went through untold hell, you know, during the Nazi blitz over England. 
um, doing the search and rescue operations. And at that, that time, it really bothered him when he picked up pieces of little children. Where, where, did, where did all this suffering coming from? Yeah. And then after the war, uh, he got premonitions from his own past and got deep into uh, yoga, not, not so much the physical yoga that people are interested in these days, but he bypassed the physical discipline of yoga and got into deep uh, pranayama, deep breathing, mantra, chanting, uh, uh, Sanskrit chanting, and um, uh, mental exercises to the point where he was actually practicing yoga for up to eight to 10 hours a day oh. on, top, on top of his regular job. And he did this for over 10 years wow. until he reached very high states of um, uh, of, of, of meditation, which is actually our birthright, our heritage is to reach these states, states of meditation, where he got into nirvana, cosmic consciousness. And it was then uh, that he was contacted by beings from other realms, other planets that channeled information through through him and one aspects of, of his channeling that he got was to um, reveal the truth about uh, the devil and and the history of, of, of mankind and why we are in the position that we are right now. And so um, one, one thing a, a yogi master, like a martial arts master can do, uh, having raised their consciousness, they, they can do incredible things. They can levitate, they can materialize, dematerialize, go through walls. They can project from their physical body in full consciousness. Now, when we sleep, uh, we part of our consciousness actually projects from our body and goes to different realms. <laughs> but most of most of the time, we're not aware of it. Sometimes we have some dreams where we can see we've had some experiences. But all in all, most of us uh, have a kind of an unconscious projection from our bodies every night. But um, people refer to that as astral travel or leaving mm. the body. Now, a yogi master is able to, uh, by raising his or her uh, consciousness, can can physically project from the body and have full consciousness of that experience. Wow. And so um, he was able to project from his body at many, many times. And the Hindu and Buddhist um, philosophies talk about other realms of existence. And mm -hmm. uh, Dr. King said there were actually six realms of existence above us and four realms of existence below us, mm -hmm. which he referred to as the low astral realms or the hells and some, and, the, and, and, and then the higher. So um, I'm not going to focus on his context with the high beings. I'm going to focus more on our, on our subject matter tonight, which is the devil. And, yeah. um, and so um, from there, he, um, he learned many, many things about, uh, and he was also given information in regards to the, the state of mankind as it is now and what, what, we, achieve, what, we, what we created in order to bring about uh, such um, uh, suffering and destruction that, we're, that we have at this particular moment. Mm, yeah. Wow, that's quite a journey. And thank you for that context. That um, definitely gives me a better sense of where you're coming from. I am presently learning Tai Chi and Tai Chi Chuan, and um, I'm getting more and more 
I suppose, connected and in touch with maybe some of the concepts you're talking about. And certainly my master has spoken a few things about like that. So not not, uh, foreign to me entirely. So what is the devil? What what have you learned? What is the devil and and what's going on with it? And and you also mentioned that the devil is dead. So say some more about those. Well, um, when my um, master was contacted by uh, by the higher intelligences, uh, he he revealed a lot of information and also based on his own experiences, um, he said reincarnation is a fact it's not something which uh, i think these are i think reincarnation needs to be reintroduced back to the to the populace of earth and one of the messages that were were given through is that we need to i mean i don't know if you're aware but um a lot of uh, christian scholars are coming forward to say that the christian church actually hid the, the teachings of reincarnation from the masses uh, mm. over se- 700 years ago, reincarnation was actually taught in the Christian church and reincarnation. Um, you know, I, I wrote in my book that if, if reincarnation was reintroduced, people would think twice uh, about going to war and murder and killing because they would think, well, you know, this could have been my mother or my father or my brother and sister in a past life. Mm. And so a lot of these so-called wars would be eliminated. Um, a lot of this hatred between religions and races would be, would be eliminated because there is no such thing as national pride because we're all, we all live in different bodies, um, different mm. experiences. We come back as a black person, as a white person, we come back as a Jew or a Christian or a, or a Buddhist and all these experiences cycles that we do are designed primarily so that we can eventually gain enlightenment and reach mm. these states of, of uh, high meditation that allow us to, to, uh, to leave uh, earth. Now, what Dr. King said is that most people uh, in their lifetime, they, they die, they go to these other realms where they go to the where their vibration sequence is 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 equivalent so there's no such thing as you know uh well you did this and you did that that's why you're going to be cast to hell or heaven it's Mm -hmm. it's got nothing to do with that it's just based on your vibration and he said most people go through the cycle they go live on these other realms and they come back and reincarnate but the more advanced uh, uh beings uh either uh, we can refer to them as black magicians or white magicians. They have the ability uh, to use uh, some of their uh, uh, magic where they actually stay on these on these realms. And so um, the, the lower astral realms, he said, there's, there's, there's three levels, four levels below, is where a lot of these evil uh, people like Pol Pot, Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, Napoleon, Julius Caesar, I mean, that ilk are, are, is where these lower realms are. And what, what, what I want to try to tell your listeners is that thoughts are real. Our thoughts that we send out are real. And if we send out positive light thoughts, uh, they're picked up by positive higher beings. And if we send out evil, hatred, envy, uh, murder, these kind of thoughts, they're also picked up by these beings in the lower lower astral realms that actually feed on the energies 
mm. uh, of mankind uh, by this kind of elixir. So they, th- these these uh, black magicians in in these lower realms are able to you know, hold up their uh, reincarnation cycle and gain tremendous power. And what Dr. King said, he said, most every war, every dictator that that has come on this planet was specially planned in order for to recruit people to go into these lower astral realms and become part of these these uh, evil armies that exist there. Hmm. And so the ultimate leader of the lower astral realms was that being that we refer to as Satan. Ah. And Satan for centuries, over centuries, uh, was the ruler of these lower astral realms. Uh, mm. He was the ultimate dictator of these realms. And according to uh, myth, mythology, you know, they talk about Satan as a, you know, as a hooved horn, you know, carrying a pitchfork. He was nothing like that. What, what Dr. King said in these lower ast- astral realms is that um, they're very advanced. Uh, he said they're 200 years more advanced tech, technology-wise than they are on the, on the physical realm. So in these lower astral realms, they have armies with you know, um, all kinds of advanced uh, equipment and also <laughs> um, black magic rituals uh, in these realms, which pretty much enslave and, and uh, control not only the, these realms, but also um, the, the physical realm as well. And so what happened, you know, if we, if we study the law of karma, action, reaction, being opposite and equal, we know that, you know, we're, mankind ha- had his own free will millions of years ago. And basically, you know, using our free will, we've just caused nothing but destruction. We've had these endless wars, we've, and all these all these energy, these hatred and suffering energies have been sent to these ro- lower realms and given power to these um, demonic forces. And so, right now, there is a battle between good and evil. Uh, we have the the dark forces in these lower astral realms, but also we have higher beings on the higher realms, and there is a balance. A, a, a mental, a kind of a mental spiritual war that's going on. Coming back to Satan, um, if you look at our history, every dictatorship, every every uh, you know the the Nazis, the communists, the fascists, they all rose to power for a certain time, but by but the law of karma or the law of evolution um, eventually catches up, and you know we're we're all evolve, evolving back to the one source. And so under the law, a a dictator or a power can rise up to a certain point, but only up to a certain point. And it was time that Satan, uh, who who actually had plans to actually take over uh, the planet, uh, Dr. King said there were three specialized individuals that were introduced uh, to planet Earth to go into the lower astral realms and do battle uh, with uh, this monster, and this occurred. This started. It was an it was an operation called Operation Carmelite, and it, it occurred October the twenty sixth of nineteen sixty seven till February the twenty fourth of nineteen sixty nine, where the last aspect of Satan was killed, and um, 
There's a fantastic book that Dr. King wrote, which is available through his organization called The Three Saviors Are Here. Mm. And if people want to learn more about um, the history of mankind and the transmutation of Satan, um, they can they can uh, study that book, which is available through the Ethereum Society. So that's it kind of in a nutshell. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, does that mean that evil is completely diminished? No. There are still evil entities in the lower astral realms, but the ultimate leader, Satan himself, was destroyed uh, on, on February the 24th uh, by these advanced uh, uh, spiritual masters who went into the lower astral realms and uh, destroyed this uh, this evil entity. Wow. Uh, incredible that so the the book that you referenced we'll go ahead and um reference that and link that in in the episode uh notes as well so you folks can at home can check that out i'm studying right now zoroastrianism and uh i you know we're we're beginning with angra mainyu uh who eventually would be referred to as araman is that the same fig- figure as Satan, or is would that be something else? Well, I I, I haven't really studied what you're studying. Um, I'm just giving you information based on the truth that mm. my master, you know, my, my master was very unpopular in the 50s and 60s because he would say that he was one of the few that would get up on the podium and make a solemn statement before his his creator that he would tell the truth. And he, and he said to students, he said, if you want to learn the truth, uh, speak the truth. And so it made him very unpopular when he said things like Satan is dead or mm. UFOs exist or there's higher beings on higher realms or other planets. And now people are, are more aware uh, as technology advances and as philosophy uh, and as some of these re- teachings are being revealed. Um, in regards to Satan, he said that we created Satan. We as mankind mm-hmm. created this monster um, because wow. we've, we've fed, you know, in, in, the, in the lower astrals, we, they don't live on physical bodies. They live on uh, what's called astral bodies mm-hmm. or more finer subtle uh, bodies and so what they do is they feed on the energy of suffering uh and hatred and and so these wars are created in order to uh increase their and it's all about energy in these mm. in these realms and so <laughs> if they can accumulate all these dark energies it gives them even greater power and so yeah go ahead it's it seems like it's always about resources right <laughs> all the conflicts is it's you know trying to get the most resources and and in this case it sounds like you know the the negative energy or the the uh evil energy uh to to bolster the the evil in the lower realms well what dr king said back in the 70s when they had this oil embargo and there was this so-called uh oil uh, energy crisis. He said. He said at that time. He says. He says the biggest energy crisis on this planet is a spiritual energy crisis. He said if you solve that energy crisis, all of the crises between countries, and even in your individual life, will automatically be resolved. And that's the crux of of of, was, of Dr. King's message is that we've created these. You know, even today, the the dictators that that are living on this on even on this world 
we oh, mankind is responsible we can't blame anybody else but ourselves for creating these people right and and he said the only the only solution out because we're actually spiritual beings in physical bodies it's not the other way around and we're starving our souls by not by not tuning into the higher inspirations you know tai chi also tunes you to to the higher inspirations and what he said is is we need to start channeling the energy the pranic energy that comes from the sun which is you know everybody mm-hmm. knows about it for thousands of years and in these days of t- toil and turmoil uh it's important for us to instead of sending these you know hatred energies mm-hmm. uh which which look at the social media and all the terrible oh. hate that's going on uh, right now and all these are planned the 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 media plans is that, that you know they create mm-hmm. fear they create division and all these are especially designed to keep mankind under control so for us to escape from this prison that we created ourselves is to enlighten ourselves and to send send out this spiritual power instead of this uh this basic evil basic thoughts that we have so it's it's our choice either yeah. we go either we regress or we uh, or we go or we go higher and these days are very critical because two aspects which again your listeners may not be aware of one aspect astrologically is that we're now in the aquarian age from the piscean age to the aquarian age the aquarian age astrologically is pushing mankind to raise his consciousness uh, there is a, an awakening as a spiritual awakening that's occurring around the planet and another thing that people may not be aware of is this earth that we live on is a beautiful living breathing goddess and she herself is also raising her vibrations so um all these pressures of inspiration and upliftment are being thrown at mankind at this time so if we on a collective can raise our vibrations and send these energies out we can transmute uh, a lot of these um demonic uh, forces that are still trying to control we're still on the brink of nu- of a nuclear holocaust and sure. it's amazing that we that we haven't had i mean satan with his mind what dr king said with his mind power could have easily created a nuclear holocaust um by by just just with his mind power you know having somebody in russia or china uh or or or, or america set off these atomic uh bombs and we could easily have a nuclear holocaust where he could uh, as a result the people who died in this terrible way he could totally control and mm. and and be part of these uh, vast armies so it was because we were in in the middle of getting into our into our fourth actually nuclear holocaust this is not the first time that we've used atomic warfare on this planet but i won't go into that right now but he was stopped from doing that so mankind was given a reprieve uh by by having satan transmuted we've been given a, re- a reprieve uh so that we can go back to the higher teachings and go back within and contact our 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 own divine source which is within us which is our heritage and not this terrible wars and political upheavals and starvation and hatred which is occurring right now but on the positive note which i really want to bring forward is that 
what's happening right now is only temporarily because in the future there is going to be a new age with the mother earth rising with the aquarian age coming in where a, where most of these will be transmuted and so we've reached a level where either we raise our vibrations or we may not be able to stay on this planet yeah i mean i there's so many so much of what you just said i think people can relate to um from from even what where where my mind was peaked was when you said that we invented or we created satan um that resonates with me a lot and and your um what you were saying about thoughts are real um that is much of what I believe this podcast is about is is understanding that we do create our realities and that how we do that is important and has effects and responsibilities that we have to think about. Um, and it, it affects others in ways that you wouldn't necessarily know. And uh, so it doesn't matter, you know, what metaphysical or spiritual or religious background that you're coming from, uh, the way you want to explain it or the way that you want to interpret uh, what you see around you and, and the theology behind that. Um, but certainly folks, even for me, who I claim to be an atheist, the whole notion of, of, you you make real what is real to you you uh uh you know if you think if you believe it then it's real then you make decisions based on that and so what you're saying about what we have as a responsibility to to ourselves uh i think is true regardless of anybody's beliefs i think that you're absolutely correct that um that we have a responsibility to put forth our own intentions and uh, actions upon those uh, to make things better and or we can make things worse That's, absolutely uh, absolutely and you know when you come dr king said we're responsible as human beings for our thoughts 24 hours a day not only while we're awake but also when we sleep and we project to these different realms when we sleep, we're also responsible for, for that as well. Um, you know, if you look at electricity, you can't generally see electricity, but you know what it does. And, you know, you put on a switch and, and, and the light comes on. Um, unless you're certainly advanced psychically, you can't really see the aura. You can't see the psychic senses which are around us. You know, we're not just physical beings. Also, um, you know, there's aspects of white magic and black magic. A black magic ritual is you can send a, 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 a hatred, a thought energy towards another person. And it will actually, you can, a psychic person can actually see this energy as a, as a murky, uh, mm. brown, red streak of energy that actually pierces the, the envelope of the aura and, and actually injures the aura, which reflects mm. on the physical body. So, that's what people are doing these days with it. And, and they don't they, by not controlling their thoughts, they're creating these little rituals of black magic. Mm. And so what we have to do is become white magicians 
I mean, I'm talking about not black or white in, in regards to race, but sure. as an energy, um, is that we need to project uh, positive uh, white energy thoughts out to the to to people, even even the ones that we hate. The, the thing is, uh, Don, regardless of what, what our beliefs are, I I definitely believe you know whether you're atheist, agnostic, believe in religion or not, but one parallel truth which is universal is that we're all part of this one race mm-hmm. of human beings we, we all came from this one creative source and we're all going back to this one creative source so metaphysically speaking if somebody murders somebody on on earth we it brings down the race that much more and if mm-hmm. somebody uplifts or heals another person uh, it raises the vibrations. And so in these days, this universal truth uh, is coming out more and more and people are realizing that it's not a case of, you know, being born this race or this religion or that color, but we are one unit. And the people in the lower realms, even 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 on this realms, there are very, very evil pe- people who want to control us. Uh, the media wants to show hate, murder and violence all the time. Mm-hmm. They want to create fear. Uh, the fear energy is another elixir that these demonic forces feed on. And so if we right, continue, powerful. yeah, if we continue this sending out this fear, this un- uncertainty, um, this hatred, uh, I don't know if you know, but, you know, if you study some of the um, American Indian uh, uh rituals um we actually affect the uh, the weather by our thoughts hmm. i mean uh the american indians have a ritual where they invoke spiritual energy and send it out to the nature spirits and they create rain and so a lot of these hurricanes they are these earthquakes these tornadoes is is a direct result of us sending energy to the net negative energy to the nature spirits around us, which mm. come directly back to us. So if we started controlling our thoughts and sending out a power of healing, we could actually control the weather and, and have more um, uh, e- easier climatic um, weather disturbances than we have right now. So that's another aspect of us controlling our Well, I thoughts. imagine if we were doing that, we would also be making better decisions you know, environmentally and, and collectively as a humanity, you know, um, without so much division, um, every, all the things that you talked about, about, uh, where we should be going, I mean, sign me up (laughs) that that's absolutely where I think we all want to, well, hopefully we all want to get to is, is, uh, no war and, and actually, uh, enjoying everybody and and trying to uh, be better beings and uh, improve upon what we have done and and create better things um, instead of just destroying and tearing down. Well, coming back to the devil, uh, these demonic forces haven't gone away, but the, like I said, the main leader of these demonic forces, Satan, was was killed and transmuted. In fact, uh, during that last battle with Satan, his consciousness had to be split up, I think, into 15,000 different 
pieces because if mm. he reincarnated back, what Dr. King said, if he reincarnated back as, as Satan, he said by the age of 15, he would completely have controlled the whole planet. That's how powerful this being was with his wow. mind. And so, um, again, it's our responsibility uh, under the law of karma, action, reaction, being opposite and equal. Uh, it's our responsibility in these days to control our thoughts and not give and not give power to these demonic beings. And there mm. is, when again, we're not aware of it unless, like I say, you're psychic or you can tune into these other realms. But there is a, a spiritual energy war that's going on in on these realms where the forces of darkness uh, want to control mankind and the forces of light on the higher realms, the ascended masters uh, of the of these of this earth are trying to keep this balance to stop another, you know, uh, another Holocaust from occurring on, on, uh, on this planet, which again, we've, we've done uh, a few times before. Um, people may look up uh, the destruction of Lemuria and Atlantis. Both were atomic uh, wars that we created uh, millions of years ago. But again, coming back to Satan, uh, what Dr. King said, he said there won't be an ultimate ruler of the of these low realms now that Satan is gone. But he said, you know, there has to be a balance uh, to stop. He, he said on one side in the lower astral realms are military dictators with advanced, uh, you know, uh, military might. And on the other side, he said, are the priests, the black magicians. And so um, he said in order to create... Um, a balance between between them is important for us again to start sending out this light, and this mm. is the only solution that's going to fix up fix our uh, our planet. And um, the beings that spoke through Dr. King said that uh, he, that another another civilization uh, in this uh, in this galaxy was approached by the higher beings. They were going through a similar situation that we on earth are going through and they listened to this advice and they started sending out healing power and he said in 50 years the whole planet changed and so we on a collective if we start sending out the power of love which it, which it is on a high level love mm -hmm. this energy we on a collective can completely change the conditions on this planet we created these conditions, and it's up to us in these days uh, to to rise up in mass on peace, in peace uh, and create this mental revolution, which is so needed at this particular time. Yeah, wow. Um, not couldn't couldn't argue with any of that if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it speaks. It it seems to me it speaks to the core teachings of some of the most you know enduring religions and there's i feel like there is a reason historically and as evolution over time that these principles have stayed put that they've been maybe translated in different contexts but they're roughly very similar you know jesus and the golden rule and you know love your enemy and and, and all that stuff um you know it's not new concepts, but certainly still seems to be radical and still seems to be the medicine that we need. 
Well, if you look at the history, all, all the people, people like Jesus, Gandhi, you know, Martin Luther King, and all the people who, you know, John Lennon, all the people mm-hmm. who came and preached uh, be good were, were killed, were murdered. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's forces that don't want, uh, they want to keep this control, you know, this, like the economic system is a way of controlling us. Yeah. The political system is a way of controlling us. So the, the military positions are, are they're all, it's all about control which again is black magic controlling another individual. And mm. so now we're given the key to release ourselves, this great spiritual awakening. And I totally agree with you, Don. I totally 100% agree with you. doesn't matter what you believe in. You know, you don't even have to be believing anything. But these are universal spiritual truths that every religion, every religious leader, and they're all the same. They were just given at different times to different people, to different mm-hmm. races, but they all, you, you, exactly. You know, what part of thou shalt not kill, don't you understand? Yeah. You know? and, and so a lot of the dogma that's in religion now is designed to, to make themselves superior from other religions and right. other races. And, you know, look at the Spanish Inquisition. Look at all mm-hmm. these terrible wars that oh, were we're going to get into in, it <laughs> in the name of religion. Mm-hmm. And so um, I 100% agree with you is that we need to go back to spiritual laws and not uh, religious laws. Um, yeah, because uh, just in the short time that we've been doing this podcast, uh, one of the things that we discovered um, right out of the gate in just talking about good and evil and the nature of evil. So that's the first two episodes is just on evil. Evil is a universal human experience. And so the question is why? And there is no answer to that, but the truth is it is a universal human experience. Evil exists. It is a thing that happens and that it is a thing that we have responsibility to deal with one way or the other. And that's been true for since the beginning of time, really, uh, for, for those of us who are trying to live on the earth um, in our short time span. I think you're right in that there is a tendency for control. There is a, con- a tendency for something to evolve, an idea to evolve to a point and then it it becomes about power and control. So I think it, it's. I agree with you. I, I think that uh, even even those of us who are atheists and who you know don't necessarily subscribe to many of the concepts you're talking about um, or acknowledge. To me, uh, I can still say everything that you said and everything that you are saying and believing and putting out there is real. Because it is real, not just for you, but for um, those around you and um, others who share your beliefs. And so that affects the world. It does. And, and that means it's real. Well, there's aspects of us that we don't listen to as much, which is our intuition. And um, I wrote in my book that, you know, the, the, the greatest light detector ever created was is your intu- intuition. Mm. And we as a race, uh, yeah, there is 
there is evil and there is good. And Dr. King said, when it comes to good and evil, he said, evil will be allowed, allowed under the karmic law to, to control for a certain amount of time. And then eventually it, it, it gets, it gets transmuted or destroyed. And then another, another comes up and whatever, but when it comes to good and bad, eventually good, good will prevail. And so, the, you know, the, the prophets of old, the prophets of new, have declared that there is going to be a new age coming to this planet in the next few centuries. And so those who don't conform to this, the dictators, the, the black magicians, the politicians, the warmongers, uh, they may not, they will not be able to stay on this planet. They will probably be reincarnated on another planet to start their evolutionary cycle. So mm. we have a choice. Millions of years ago, we were given our own free will. And you can say, well, you know, you, you can't really blame a divine source or God or, or whatever for our actions. We were given this free will and we decided in, you know, to, in order to give up, in order to gain freedom, we have to give up our free will. And one aspect of giving up our free will is, is this idea that we, we, you know, we can do whatever we want. We can't, we have to conform with spiritual beings to come to, to realign ourselves to our, to our, I mean, I, I, I believe that we have a lower self and I mm. believe we have a higher self and the lower self wants to keep, in control and 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 keeps 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 us in control to the point where if we start listening to the higher inspirations our higher self uh you know it's a that's another battle that's been occurring for centuries mm. is this battle between now you know the the uh, american indians talk about the two wolves inside us you know one is full of hatred and apathy and mm. and the other one is full of you know um calm and 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 loving and caring and and the question is well which you know which is the wolf that's inside us and the answer was is the one we feed so right. I, I i definitely believe we have a lower power a lower self and we have a, a a higher self and there is a constant battle between that and so we're told right now to start listening to our higher self our intuition our higher being and 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 listen to these uh, um, promptings, and 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 again, it it doesn't matter what religion. If you even if you believe in a in a divine being, it doesn't really matter. But these are again are logical truths, which mm -hmm. everybody, uh, regardless of race, color, creed, or religion, can understand. Mm -hmm. And you know, they make sense to you. They make probably make sense to a lot of the listeners. They certainly make sense to me. Absolutely. That's about all the questions that I can come up with. Uh, is there anything that you want to leave us off with? Or um, I think part of the spiritual battle right now that's occurring, I think it's, I, I really believe that it's our responsibility as mature adults to, uh, to leave. Um, when I believe that we need to leave a legacy for our children, our nieces, our nephews. We don't want to leave we don't want to move on and, and, and leave this world as it is. I think it's our responsibility to send out the light. Uh, I belong to a group of people that send out energy every day. If people are interested, they don't know how to send out the energy. We raise our hands and send it through us from our heart center, 
sensors of the palm of the hand. And again, if they want to join us, it's a bunch of people from different countries, we do it on a regular basis. Uh, they can go to um, a website called 12blessings.org. Uh, if they want to learn more about uh, the, the destruction of Satan and mm-hmm. the works of our master, and the, they can go to the Ethereum Society website. And uh, I could send you those, which you can put up uh, uh, after after the podcast but i think yeah we need to mature now we've been pawns to to powers that have been uh stronger than us mentally and now we're being given an opportunity to break from this cycle by by the higher beings who are inspiring us and we can break through and not become the pawns of any dictatorship of any economic system of any military uh might uh, all this can be transmuted by the energy of spiritual energy of love, and it's ours. And and the thing is, Dan, it's so simple. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing. It's not rocket science. It's so simple. They're just send asking us to send out the power, send out the light. That's all they're asking us to do, and yeah. it goes over people's head because it's that simple. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, that's great. Well, Wajid Hassan, uh, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your insights. Um, you folks have heard it here that Satan is dead and send out the love. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Wow. Hey, guys. That was, I, I get it. That was way different than I was expecting it to be. And, uh, and I, I was right there with you, Don. I had a couple of thoughts that I was like, I'm totally following this. And this is different than I've ever heard. And a couple others, I was like, ah, this is brand new to me. I've never thought of this concept or heard it this way. I wasn't ready for it. That's the best way to put it. I was not ready for uh, the different thoughts of the, we are actually astral bodies in a physical form, for example. Like, like there's a couple of things that just really threw me. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a great interview. Um, yeah, things that I had never heard before, but I just, I love how so many themes of what he was talking about just tie into many of the religions that are out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and even going so far as, as uh, different realms, um, yeah. upper realms and lower realms and the, the, I, I'm going to use demons and beasts and stuff in the lower mm-hmm. realms and they're ruled yeah. by Satan. And then the upper realms would be the angels or angelic beings or whatever. I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of accepted across many faiths. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, communicating on uh, these higher levels of existence is, is, that's pretty familiar, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that specific is real familiar. <laughs> yeah. It was very specific. Right. Um, to the point that he is describing essentially extraterrestrial spiritual beings that he is communicating with, you know, or or that his his master has communicated with this uh Dr. George King. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little bit of uh, Google searching uh, on Dr. George King, and there's a lot more than I expected there was. The story that I'm the most fascinated about is I wanna I wanna know the story behind 
the Operation Carmelite. You remember what the, he was talking about? The big about? battle. Yeah. Yes, the, the, the I, I wanted him, I wanted him to expand on that way more than what he did. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so I was six, like, this has the makings of a movie. What, what, yeah. I, absolutely. How did this go? <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, it, there was uh, six beings. I guess they call them adepts, and three of them were uh from earth mm-hmm. and had and were of earthy bo- earthly bodies uh the other three i don't know if it's that they were spirits that haven't been born yet or spirits that have already uh you know progressed or just completely foreign extraterrestrial i thought he mentioned that there were three beings from the upper realms. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So thank you. They were they were them plus three humans. Yeah. Oh, okay. Together, they over what like uh, a year and a half, two years, something like that, between sixty seven and sixty nine. Yeah, I the dates they gave about a year mm-hmm. and a half is what I heard. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then they. It's interesting to me that they that he describes breaking Satan's consciousness into fifteen thousand pieces and scattering it across the cosmos. I can't even wrap my brain around that. Is that just a? I just wonder. You know, I didn't. I wish I would have asked him. You know, where does that number come from? Why? How does that happen? How do you keep track? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 who who counted that? And right, so. and how scattered, and how likely is it that they could ever be connected again? Like, I, I, same kind of questions I had in the same mm-hmm. thought that you're thinking, Emily, of, of like the the movie realm of of the what could this be? Where could it go? And 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 what it all was. <clears throat> I thought the dates were really uniquely specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, th- just again thinking about our own, you know, U.S. terrestrial history. And the space project that happened for for the moon launch, right around that same time, like like, mm-hmm. was that at all connected? Was that a part of it? Is that where this you know the ideas came from? I I had a lot that, that I I felt like was was tying in interestingly, and like, who were the adepts? Like like if there were three humans, they that is within our lifetime. Yeah. Like, yeah. like who were they? How were they found? How I mean, how yeah. were they chosen? What weapons well, were used? What. <laughs> According I to know. <laughs> according to drgeorgeking.org, there is a uh, biography of Dr. George King, and in it, uh, it says, in this poignant extract, Dr. King describes a key attribute that enables the adepts to remain balanced despite the horrendous responsibility and suffering of this monumental battle. This is even more relevant today because we now know that Dr. King was, in fact, one of the six adepts. Ah. Oh, okay. So. That, um, that was the thought that I had had. Was, was, he, was he the bard telling the story of the adepts or was he one of the adepts in the process? Yeah. I don't. So far, they, there's, actually, there's an audio recording of him on the site, which, again, I, I, I'm going to post in the show links. Uh, of of the yogi, Dr. Oh, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Oh, Dr. Okay. Dr. King. Yeah. 
And so it's it's kind of interesting. You can tell that he's speaking to an audience. Um, and so there's a certain cadence that he has in his delivery that I thought was was kind of interesting. So, but yeah, um, New York Times had a, a story about these followers uh, that they're sort of normalizing uh spirituality in relationship with extraterrestrial and UFOs, like, you know, all this, like UFOs are definitely part of this worldview. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I want to call it fringe. It's just so outside of anything that I have ever been familiar with. But at the same time, as I was listening to him, just so many things could just kept jumping out and like, well, if we don't get bogged down in the details of the imagery and things like that, that we're talking about the concepts that we're talking about. Very sad. I get yeah. that. I get right. And yeah, I, I, feel, I think you did a good oh, job. Go you brought that up a couple of times inside the interview of, of like, I don't quite see where that was, but I can relate to it in this and this. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, I saw it that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the extraterrestrial alien bit is only, a part of mm-hmm. what this belief system is. And it's, it's easy to just dismiss that. Um, like I'm sure many people do, but, but listening to him talk about how it's important to, you know, keep our thoughts, um, and our minds yeah. clear with, with, positive energy. I mean, people wish positive energy on people all the time. If, if they're mm-hmm. sick, we're sending positive thoughts your way, healing energy. Yeah, um, yeah, and totally. that's, that's also a big part of this too. And so, you know, the opposite of that, uh, mm-hmm. would be, you know, the, the negativity and, and, and I'm trying to relate this back to other, creation stories from other religions too, where mm-hmm. we, we have this good, um, you know, at odds with the evil and, and the evil is full of these bad thoughts and bad actions and they grow and they multiply and they, they cause people to do harm unto others or do bad things yeah. or, and, you know, so I, there's, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think he had some really interesting points and like, like you were able to do Don was tie that into many things that, that people believe and practice today. Well, so. like you said, you know, if we, if, if we got more in touch with love and healing uh, intentions, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there is that sort of mind over matter thing, right? Yeah. And, yeah. You can take that to certain levels. I mean, uh, apparently, uh, you know, his, uh, his paradigm that, you know, you can mind over matter to the point that you could phase through walls. You can levitate. You know, I've, I have uh, um, my, I mentioned my Tai Chi master yeah. that we're taking Tai Chi from. He's maybe not quite that, but he has talked about levitation before. Um, and that just, is so far out of my realm of <laughs> comprehension <laughs> is, but 
I really do think, you know, there's, there's so much out there, uh, like self-help and stuff about creating your intentions and, mm -hmm. and manifesting your desires and your goals and you make it happen. Yeah. Well, I, I do think there's something to that. If, if it's, you know, that you have a certain amount of control over um, what you want and what you do about it. And I'm not saying that you can control the weather, but I think if enough people put something together, you know, put a certain belief structure together or certain intentions, yeah, we could change the weather. That's how we got here in the first place. Yeah. It was just the other way around. There were a couple of moments when he mentioned like like changing the weather and the positive thoughts and the negative thoughts that do those that got me thinking about uh, – I was thinking – again, back to films. I was thinking of uh, Zodiac. Oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and the concepts Robert Downey of Jr. the <clears throat> was that, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Ben Kingsley, right? Yeah. Uh, where uh, th there was the this there was an entire and truly there we, we have evidence of this one of the U.S. Uh, programs of the psychic investigators and the people who would generate thoughts and, and would project images and, and like literally do exactly what uh, it, what Jeed was talking about. It's really just like focusing on the same thing, meditating mm -hmm. on it, really holding that to change information or to gain things out of it. And uh, like it, even in the thought process of, of him talking about it, I was like, yeah, this has definitely been practiced. This is something that has has been thought. And, you know, he mentioned it's pranic yoga. Like it's it's not even recent. Like I only right. know of that from the recent history, but I, I, I'm sure this has been around for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. If not longer. And, and not longer than that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely embedded in karma, you know, karmaism and, um, hin you know, we really haven't gotten into Hinduism at all, which I think, you know, in season two, we should definitely hit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the fact that he says that reincarnation is a fact. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's a hard fact to prove as, as far as we can tell, but yeah. I'm not so concerned about the validity of that. What I'm really interested in is what if you operated as if that were true? How would that change how you treated your surroundings? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. You know, I don't think he's far off in saying that it, I think it's time that the world took reincarnation a lot more seriously. Um, whether it's a real ph phenomenon or not, it, if we acted as if it was... It changes the um, way know, you look at things. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, again, like the, the thoughts that you have change how you behave. And again, as sort of cobblers as some of these concepts sound to me, he, uh, this Dr. King talks about we are responsible for our thoughts and our feelings at all times, even when we're asleep. And that does ring true for me on a certain level hmm. that, um, that, yeah, I mean, you, you have to take responsibility. I mean, for one thing, it's one thing you can control, right? Right. I mean, and that's for me, that's the whole big thing is you, you got to separate the things that you can't control and stop worrying about those things. And 
you know, then look at the things that you can control and take responsibility for those, even if it's not your fault, fault and responsibility are two separate things. Something can be not your fault, but it's still your responsibility of how you deal with it and how you react with that and what you do with that. Um, the whole like unconsciousness and, you know, your thoughts and your, you know, what you're doing while you're sleeping. That's interesting to me. I don't, I don't have any idea where to go with that. Uh, other than it's in your subconscious and you have a responsibility for your mental health and, you know, um, cultivating all that. But so, so to that point, Don, are any of the thoughts or things that you got from Wajid, uh, something that you want to take back to your master? And, and uh, discuss with him? You know, it wouldn't be terrible to, you know, to kind of mention. I mean, I've I've actually talked with him about applying the Tai Chi principles to other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, you know, I mean, Tai Chi is really about relax and be malleable and flow around the rock don't obstruct, you know, kind of thing. There's no blocks. It's it's just all this real fluid and and pass not necessarily passive, but it's there's no resistance. Yeah. Um and so there is this kind of notion of like when when something, you know, if someone is going to hit you, you just you just go with it, you know. So I I talked about how I felt that way in a, like a this verbal conversation that I was having where the other person felt a little combative and I just took these principles and just, I, I literally physically relaxed hmm. and, you know, just let go and just, just kind of like listened. I, that's what I did is I actively listened. I let go of anything that I was reacting to or, um, setting you know, yourself thinking, up to say, yeah, thinking about, and I just relaxed and I listened and, and by doing that, I was able to manipulate and maneuver the conversation in a direction that ended up being great, you know? Nice. It's interesting. It's different. It's, but it is practical. Uh, yeah, I and I would, the, I would agree with that. Like, you know, outside of changing the weather, which is is too much for my current reality to, to gather that that would be a thing, the, the rest of it really does have practicality to it. Like you were mm -hmm. mentioning, Emily, <clears throat> he had a lot of concepts that are consistent with a, a lot of religious practices that we've studied or that we've talked about. And, and, and the... The, the good thoughts, the good vibes, the, the focusing on the positivity and working on sending that because mm -hmm. that's what you emulate. And, and there's different wording for it all over the place. And, and, and you know, you, you, you are what you act as and, or, you know, garbage in, garbage out, the, the same kind mm -hmm. of ideas. It very much has that, that circular sense or th the sense of, of you said it, I think, easier than I could, creating a reality. Right, mm -hmm. right. What, whether or not it is the actual thing, if that's what I perceive and that's what I act on, it is real, and and everything. Well, it's it's like Correct. that uh, two wolves thing that he right that he talked about. Oh, I loved you know. that. Yeah, which um, wolf do that you feed? Native American. Which one are you going to yeah. feed? <laughs> yeah. Which wolf do you have inside you? 
the one, the that one you feed. feed yeah i had wow. i had goosebumps when he said that like that was that mm-hmm. was a cool thing for me and i and i actually just had to take that in and, and think on that for a minute mm-hmm yeah but then we have um you know higher ex- levels of existence uh you know <laughs> six person strike team right that that uh uh takes out the lord of darkness uh and scatters him across the cosmos in 15,000 pieces and then the denizens of these four lower realms are still trying to gain power. There must be a power vacuum. I mean, all of this stuff is just very imaginative and it, 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 um, like you said, it's like, it's just ripe for a movie yeah. in so many ways, but the creative aspect of it, like, again, it's real because people believe that it's real and they're going to make, they're going to live know, their life that way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But what are the effects of that? What are the effects? This is the thing that I keep coming back to in, in a lot of what we talk about in this podcast is, you know, this is these folks' beliefs. This is the belief system. This is where this maybe came from and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, we haven't really gone into this yet. But the big question really is, what are the effects of believing that? What are the consequences of that belief structure? Yeah. Um, Which I think was a question that you started, you started pointing to when we started, like, like mm -hmm. really the whole concept of the podcast and the questions that we had and the goals for what we were doing here. I I think, I think a part of it was really identifying that, like, Mm -hmm. what are the consequences? What happens when you have a devil and and the belief system and what you do around it? So I, I think that's a great way to keep pointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but obviously I don't have an answer, but um but I think I mean I think about the consequences of this particular belief system and other than getting maybe too worried or too trapped up in the different realities and different, you know, levels of existence, um the imaginative um cinematic uh landscape of of this cosmology just sparks my creativity to a point that i am able to kind of think about these real life skills and and things that we can do to um to change things you know like uh instead of resenting, you know, and and again, to me, it just, he kept coming back to, if you put more negative energy out, then these beings are feeding off of that and it will create more discord. Well, whether you see this as beings or not, the energy is out there and it, we have certainly seen in the past five years or six years, uh, just how negative that can, you know, and how the world's consciousness level can really turn in on itself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it, it just um, snowballs. It, it's a terrible cycle. But, you know, the the opposite can be true too. And that's, that I think is always the goal is, is to, you know, again, balance and all that stuff. But it's, 
it's uh it was thought provoking yeah it was and it was a really great interview don like like you did a great mm. job with it and and his concepts really did inspire a lot of thought whether it was about what is going on or really relating to something that I really wanted to take in. Emily, you're just talking about the wolves, right? Like really absorbing that. Mm-hmm. I think as it goes, uh, it's, it did exactly what almost every one of these interviews does. And even the, the studies that we have, it really challenges what I thought I knew. Mm. And, and I, I really, really like that. I love coming into this going, I, I really need to, listen more and to really be open to learning more because the more I get, the more I, I recognize I don't know. And mm-hmm. it's, and yes. I really appreciate that. So, so thank you for doing this because it, it really opens that perspective a lot. Yeah. It's changed me. Definitely. It's changed because I felt like I was very judgmental and didn't really have, didn't feel like I had much capacity for taking an honest interest in what any other people were saying or doing if it didn't somehow relate to me. And I think that's you know, true for a lot of people. I think, for yeah. Sure. I think yeah. that's very human. It felt <laughs> selfish in, in, in reflection on it. You know, it just felt like a, a selfish way of being. But I knew it. I was aware of it and that sort of thing. But when this subject matter came along, I realized immediately everyone has strong opinions about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, about that, the devil, you mean, right? About the devil, yeah. yeah. And it, like, it's, it's just a subject matter that crosses all boundaries, um, that there is something there. And then, and then it hit me, um, I can't be an expert in any of this because everyone is their own expert. And so I, I can't approach this from a place of trying to prove somebody wrong Mm -hmm. or trying to correct them about, no, this is actually where that comes from. Right. No, we have to approach this as if we don't know shit. And we are here to learn from others. That's right. And it's definitely changed how I've interact with the world in general. Cool. So before we jumped into the interview, I asked you to think about the things that we have learned and see if you could find some things that connected to that. And I wondered if anything jumped out at you, specifically things from previous episodes, like what, what episodes jump out, what from the subject matters, are, is there anything that sort of correlated or like, oh, this is kind of like that? Or Well, so for me, when he started talking about upper realms and there's different levels and stuff, that took me back to your LDS interview. Yeah. Like immediately. that That's where my brain went. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this this sounds familiar over, over too. way back when, um, when we talked with them. And so, so I thought that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that jumped out for me was the, uh, the actually comparing it, you know, if I'm going to compare interviews, uh, the interview with the Islam mm. and uh, the, the, the shaitan and the, mm-hmm. the multiple shaitan. So there was the mm. one and then there is the many. And 
they are constantly causing for and looking for evil. So the, the prayers that, that prevent them and stop them from happening, I very much saw the correlation with that, with the energy that's being given out and the constant thoughts and, and the being aware of yourself, even in your dreams, very, it, it, not a hundred percent, but had correlations to uh, yeah. the, the, the way Islam was explained to me. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great insight. Um, and again, thinking back on like, okay, there, if the goal is to put this sort of intention and this sort of energy out into the world, Islam is certainly doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, from, from Yasmin's perspective, I think if, if, you know, the everyday, as she calls it, everyday Muslim is, <laughs> uh, you know, living their lives that way. I mean, that seems part and parcel. Uh, and again, you know, most enduring religions have something to that. Uh, for me, it was, it, again, I brought it up in the interview, Zoroastrianism, uh, the cosmology and the polarity of good versus evil. Right. Um, and this being of ultimate evil, this leader, um, it just sounded so directly direct lineage to Ottoman or Angermenu, um, that, and it's probably just cause we were studying it. At the time. I, I, that's a part of it, right? Fresh. Like, like I was talking about the, the open perspectives that are there, but because we have been building context and creating context mm. for the conversation, it, there's a level of that that we can relate it back to. So what Jade brought up a lot of different materials and references and things like that. And I did go ahead and try and collect as many of them as I could. And I am putting those in the show notes. So oh, good. definitely, if you want to check those out, there is um, his book, The Struggle for World Sanity. The one that he talked about from Dr. George King was Three Saviors Are Here. Um, and that talks about this project Carmelite and um, and that whole operation. So uh, I think that's something that, you know, you might want to take a look at. Uh, there, uh, the Aetherius Society is, is their sort of organization. Um, there's, I think, 35 international uh, groups wow. of this. Uh, so it's, it's definitely uh, out there internationally. Huh. And uh, yeah, so and then, you know, I put in Wajid's uh, bio and his um, his website so you can check him out as well. Um, lots of lots of stuff to you know check out if if any of this that we talked about today interests you more. You want to learn more about it. So. Great. It's awesome. I do feel like I'm I'm putting a lot of show notes into these things, but I just I'm like. Well, we've got it. Yeah, we've give done all the work. The information. Right? <laughs> let, let them have resources. <laughs> <laughs> Go have fun with that if you so choose. Um, so there it is. Um, this was the Devil You Don't Know podcast. The um, uh, again, the show notes are out there. I've got links um, on the link tree. There's a big button on our thedevilpodcast.com you know, choose an episode. There's always the link tree and that's got all the links up to date uh, on there. So check those out. 
Uh, again, if you are enjoying the podcasts, uh, give us a review. We're nearing that point where we w- really want to start getting the word out about this and uh, help people know that we exist. So let us know what you think. Give us some love. Let people know that we're out there. Yeah, uh, and you can follow us on social media at uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at thedevilpodcast.com or no, just at the Devil Podcast. YouTube is uh, you know the devil you don't know, and and of course if you love if you're loving the show and uh, you feel like you can you know part with a couple of bucks, join us on Patreon. Uh, we're at Patreon.com/slash/thedevilpodcast. You get to see our um, glorious faces that way. Yeah. <laughs> for the uh, low, low price of $5 a month. So there you go. Um, uh, subscribe, you know. We've, we're out there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check us out and uh, and hit that, hit that subscribe button. And tell your We've friends. Some... Yes. Hey, it's the new year, so we've got some Patreon and Kickstarter shoutouts. So, uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to do this part again because I'm going to paste this into the chat. I can share the wealth. Okay, Emily, you take that batch which oh, chat did you put it into uh facebook oh got it oh okay. i don't have facebook open anymore hang on um i could do it in the um uh zoom chat if that's easier oh no, no i can just i can pull it up i close it because sometimes it it slows stuff down but yeah yeah I'm oh not... you know what i'm just gonna pull it up, pull it up on my phone schmidt Jeremy, you take that batch, and I'll take the rest. All right. All right, this is the new year, so we've got some Patreon shout-outs and some Kickstarter backer shout-outs, so... uh, Let's kick us off, Emily. All right. Ooh. We want to thank Seven Realms Productions, Frederick Freak. Oh, gosh. How do I say this? <laughs> Fred the Frog. Okay. It's Fred the Frog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start over. Okay. Yes, we want to thank Seven Realms Productions, Fred the Frog. Oh, God. Is it Frederick the Frog or Fred the Frog? I, what did you say? He'll love both. You're good. Oh, Move on. Okay. <laughs> Gordon Duke, Hugo Hernandez, Jason Kittredge, Jenna McMichael. Not just them, though. We're also thanking Jeremy Ritchie, Jala Mech, Joseph M. Egan, KVH, Merck, Nathan Rockwood, and Paul Nosher. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And we also have Rob McLennan, Techro, and Vorel. So, yes, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And, uh, and we, we couldn't be here without you. In Kickstarter, we've got some uh, Kickstarter shoutouts. Bree Payne, Jeremy Ritchie, uh, Laura Red Scott, Mike Gorgon, Robin Martin, and William Martin. So thank you guys so, so much for 
supporting the show and uh, we've created a lot in a short amount of time thanks to you we have it's true yeah we got a lot going on yeah so thank you for listening Uh, we will have another interview episode for you coming up in uh, a couple of weeks so stay tuned for that and we'll catch you on the flip side bye Bye.